הרי מכאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שלנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שאוכל נפר קדוש משה בארץ המה ובבחר רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכה חוכמה רבנו נחמן וגמן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם We start or we'll, we'll do בעזרת השם today's podcast two סעיפים in שיחות uh, ערן two sections um, where we left off Uh, conversation 163 and 164. So let's hop right into it. סיפר לי איש אחד מזדתיפלי, שבהיותו יושב רבנו דמלכה בזדתיפלי, פעם אחת בקיץ התפלל רבנו דמלכה בבוקר השכם. We're talking about the last section, last podcast about היבודדות. About fasting and היבודדות specifically. How רבנו used to engage in היבודדות from the time he was a young man until uh, even much older also, uh, well into... Close to his uh, passing, he also did in Uman. His entire life, Rabbeinu engaged in many hours of Ibodadut every single day. Rabbi Natan, on this continued, continued subject of Ibodadut, he writes that uh, one time, and uh, Rabbi Natan got his info uh, from the student, most likely. One time, one person from Zlatipali, from this town, which Rabbeinu dwelled in, of course, um, After he came back from Magat Yisrael, Rabbeinu dwelled in this, uh, this town for, for two years until he moved to Brestov. And in this town, one of these people, one of the Hasidim from this town, when Rabbeinu was sitting uh, and dwelling there, uh, one time Rabbeinu got up early to pray in the morning. Of course, Chatzot, wakes up Chatzot, did everything and then prayed early in the morning. And that's... And one time, Rabbeinu, after he was done praying, he sent his daughter, Sarah, may she live, um, he sent her to go summon this student. This student was telling over the story to Rabbi Natan. To summon the student and to tell him to go visit Rabbeinu. So Sarah goes as a messenger and, um, um, and tells the student to go to Rabbeinu. And Rabbeinu, whenever, whenever the student arrives before Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu tells him, Lech imi litayel, come with me, and let's go on a stroll. Let's go on a walk. This man went with Rabbeinu outside the city, and they were walking through the grassy meadows. Rabbeinu responded, he declared, and he said, If you had the merit to listen to the sound of the songs and the praises of these grasses, these each and every blade of grass. How you see that each and every blade of grass sings a song to Hashem without any ulterior motive, without any foreign thought. And they, they do not hope for any reward. It's just to pray to Hashem with no ulterior motive, with total simplicity. Rabban was telling the student, if you had the merit to listen to this, How beautiful and pleasant it is to listen to their song. And it's very, very nice to serve Hashem with fear among these grasses, among, uh, among these blades of grass. Meaning, well, Rabban was saying it's very beautiful to be able to serve Hashem yourself while walking through this place and listening to all these songs. Whatever that means, what means what we just talked about above, that uh, Rabbeinu said it would be beautiful to, it's very pleasant to be able to do your Avodat Hashem with fear among this, uh, this place, among these, uh, this vegetation. Achakach, 
Afterwards, they went further. They came close to a mountain, a small mountain, which they call Magila. It was close enough to the city, and the student asked Rabenu, What is this? Rabenu responded, Rabenu responded, and he told him the entire story of this little mountain. Rabenu told him, Rabenu told him, Okay, let's go there. And the man followed Rabenu. And when they entered the small mountain, when they entered this place, they cannot be seen from the outside at all. Because the mountain was hollowed with inside, with within, um, was hollow within it. The was a little bit deep, meaning that you can go and there's like a dip inside that um, could hide yourself from the rest of the from the the sight of those around you. Rabbanu entered this little mountain with this little dip with the student. And Rabbanu, he uh, sat on the ground. He um, took out of his pocket um, the book Sharetzion, written by Rabbi Natan of Hanover, very big tzaddik, um, who wrote many others for him. Sharetzion is a book of prayers compiled for different uh, um, different sort of uh, things. For example, prayers before you eat, prayers in this time, and that, and etc. A book compiled of of, of tzilot. And Rabenu um, began to sit down. He opened this book up and he began to to um, to recite it and he began to cry very much. Rabenu would go further from page to page. He would cry very much, without any stop. And this attendant, this man or this student, he was sitting by Rabenu, he was standing by Rabenu, and he was holding Rabenu's coat. Uh, and this man was astounded. He saw that Rabenu kept on weeping and crying, a great cry. And Rabenu was doing it for a very long time. As uh, Rabbeinu stopped crying, he commanded the man who was with him to go look outside where the day was standing, where the day was situated, meaning what time it is essentially. He went out. He saw that the day was already beginning to end and the sun is beginning to set. Imagine Rabbeinu on a, um, on a summer day like this. Um, in the morning after Rabenu had already finished his tefillah at net and he tells the student to come with him in the stroll okay how long could that have taken they, it could have taken two hours maybe to get to the mountain maybe that's hours that Rabenu was crying there sitting in the mountain to the point where the student there didn't realize time is passing that much to the point where Rabenu tells him to go outside and he sees that the entire day is gone <laughs> And Rabenu was crying without any stop. He's sitting there crying and crying. Close enough to an entire day, a summer day, without any stop. Afterwards, Rabenu told him to bring out the fire, and Rabenu began to smoke his pipe. Of course, Rabenu was against people smoking, but he said that the tzaddik has 
a certain intention in Kavanah through his smoke that he's able to create worlds as is famous in the Bashem Tov. The Bashem Tov said with every uh, um, we know the Bashem Tov was able to do awesome things with the smoking the pipe and Rabbanu said that with every uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's he called? Every time I I uh, smoke the pipe, I'm able to create many worlds from this. And uh, as Rabban was smoking his pipe, they sat together and they went outside. Rabban told the student, he said, there will come a time when it will be very difficult to draw close to me. But now I'm in your hands. And you and Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, another person of Zatipolia. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef was another tzaddik student that um, his son uh, later married his the son of Rabbi Yaakov Yosef whose name was Rabbi Zalman later married Rabbeinu's daughter Chaya they had a kid but this man this son of Rabbi Yaakov Yosef ended up passing away at a young age and Chaya later married to the grandson of the Balatanya the founder of Chabad nonetheless Rabbeinu was telling the student he's saying that you and Rabbi Yaakov Yosef in Tiyotu if you guys want, I can make you guys tzaddikim like me, literally. Just have to want it. So, Baruch Hashem, we see an amazing story here. Let's continue with the next seif. Also, when Rabenu left for the town of Uman, which is very close to his death, close to his death almost like six months before and Rabbeinu already attained such a great level as no person in history has ever attained as we already discussed Rabbeinu surpassed all the levels of the tzaddikim and also there in Uman Rabbeinu was still doing a lot of hitbodedut one time one time the landlord of Rabenu where Rabenu was dwelling, the landlord of the place in which Rabenu was staying, came in to the house. And Rabenu was in his room, a very special room that was unique, to, that, that was his room, for Abu Hashem, whatever it was. And the Balabait, the landlord, had the right to enter at will, wherever, whatever room he wanted. The landlord goes in, pitom, suddenly, he walks in the room and he sees Rabenu lying prostrate on the floor with outstretched hands and arms and the feet on the earth weird scene even though Rabenu was extremely weak and faint the sickness of tuberculosis had, had been very strong at that point that his vitality was a literal miracle that the fact that he was alive was a miracle Rabbeinu was literally about to expire at any single moment. And nonetheless, Rabbeinu did not leave that good way, which was the simple way, the way that he used to engage in Abodat Hashem, the until literally the last moment, until Rabbeinu left this world above and above in tremendous peace, until Rabbeinu ascended to that place very, very high. Happy is Rabenu for the levels that he attained. We see here the simplicity that Rabenu never gave up on that simplicity. Always doing his bodhidut, no matter what level he got to. Even a level where he surpassed all the tzaddikim, he was still doing his bodhidut. comes to show us that Rabenu says, that his bodhidut is the level that is above all levels. It's the thing that is above everything else. 
we see here that there's a tremendous Avodat Hashem here that Rabban was hiding. Not only hiding, he's telling it to us. There's so many secrets though that um, in simplicity we just have to do it and practice it and do our best to apply the advice. That's it for today. Hashem. We will continue next podcast. We'll see if Kufsa Nechei.